Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Here on the Bear Down Podcast, we talk Bears football in the NFL with you Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on the ESPN Chicago app. So, Abdallah, we are, uh, what it is right now is we are in the waiting period. Uh, 22 days from now, the Bears will report to training camp. And so this is basically summer break for NFL coverage, NFL people, and NFL players, and and people uh, participating in the National Football League. It's kind of a weird, quiet time in football coverage before we start ramping up in our our previews for the season. And if you want to look behind the media, it's uh, it's list season. Top 20 edge rushers. Where's QB rankings? Where does your wide receiver core rank in the NFL? It's a lot of nothing. Like, it's a lot of just stat nerds coming up with lists and people compiling uh, meaningless lists that we talk about until we get to July 26th and 27th when the Bears report and then begin training camp. And then we can start like, hey, this is what Justin Fields looks like. Here's sound from Ryan Poles. Here's sound from Matt Eberflus. Here's all this kind of stuff. So let's do a list of our own. Uh, that's that's somewhat meaningless, but also fun. It's fun. It's fun season too. Good, fun season. Good sell there. Fun season. Uh, well, I, I would say you you say it's meaningless. We will talk about a lot of those different lists here on the podcast. Of course. So so to say it's meaningless. Hopefully, you're not suggesting then don't listen to the podcast. No, where it's we debate do season. Debate stuff. season. Debate season. Uh, it's a bit of a backtrack there by no. you, but. I appreciate the effort. I consider this like the uh, the 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 summer movie. Like, uh, like, do we have to like? Is it necessary? Probably not. But it's fun, and you get to hang out and listen to uh, us talk for a little bit. I uh, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I wrote down a few names. and And what I was thinking was, if I had to sit down and think about who were my favorite football players from the nineteen nineties, who would make that list? Uh, you and I are both 37, so when you talk about the 90s and nostalgia and, and, and growing up as a kid, the, the mid-90s were like 100% our wheelhouse, end of uh, grade school, as we start to head towards high school. Like, that's what the mid to late 90s were all about for us. And, you know, like, if there's any parents listening to this podcast or you remember, remember for yourself... When you're in those, like, grade school years, that's when you become, like, your most fanatic, enjoyable sports fan. Like, that's when you have the jerseys that you wear. It's when you have the posters on the wall. It's when you can't miss a game and, and you're, you're thinking about sports and you're doing all this. And, like, for, for me, the 90s, man, it was such a great, awesome uh, decade of football to, to watch and to be a fan about. And, and so I sat down one day and I thought to myself, all right, Dal and I have to come up with some stuff for, for when uh, we, we get into this NFL offseason. <laughs> and quite frankly, and that's why I did. So I, I have a list here of, of my favorite five players from the 1990s. Now, before we get to the list, I will say this. It is difficult here in Chicago to, to point out any local flavor because, as we know here at ESPN 1000, our favorite Chicago Bear from the 1990s is Tom Waddle. Yeah. Waddle was there. And you know his playing career, but it's not like he was a, a Pro Bowl player uh, each and year. He worked hard. He caught tough passes over the middle. Uh, he he was awesome. Someone t- 
to absolutely root for. But when you look on those rosters in the 1990s for the Chicago Bears, that's kind of it, man. You got like Trace Armstrong, you got Curtis Conway. Okay. Uh, I mean, there there, there are some names out there like a Raymont Harris. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot to kind of pick and choose from when we're talking about Bears football in the 1990s. A, they weren't very good. A couple of seasons where they got nine wins. But outside that, you're right. The Air Kramers, uh, you know, there's different names uh, that that we saw in in those years, but no one that really jumped off the page and was like a superstar worthy of being like a kid's favorite player. And like they had a good kicker, Kevin Butler. Okay. Uh, you're not rooting for the kicker, right, as a kid? Nice guy. Chris Orich was pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah. Went to Notre Dame. He's with the Bears. He had a couple nice seasons. Uh, they, there were there were some names, some notable names, but unfortunately, if you're a Bears fan and you were a kid in the 90s, the Bears were always like a team that wasn't really competitive. No, absolutely. And because of that, I don't have any Bears players on my list. Yeah, neither do I. On top five. Uh, in fact, I'll probably piss off some Bears fans because of this list. Because when you look around the division, the division had some of the best players in the 90s. So we'll get, I'm not going to name picks here. That's not what we're going to do. We'll do that when we, when we go through picks. But, you know, are we we're going to go five to one? No, I, or we're I, just I, naming five. I didn't rank. Okay. I just have five names. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, so let's acknowledge right now we did give a special shout out to everyone's favorite 1990s Chicago Bear, of Tom Waddle. Of course. Tom Waddle gets the special shout-out from the Beartown podcast, fully acknowledging that he was someone as a scrawny little white kid in myself <laughs> who could go over the middle and get hit by bigger kids who were older than me yeah. but hold on to the football. That's who I wanted to be when I was a little kid running around, running routes. With that said... I just remember watching games going, oh, a lot. Yeah. Like, no, like a lot. And so to me, that's that's how I remember watching Tom Waddle play in the 90s. With that said, I will give you the first name on my list, and this is probably, if I had to nail it down, my absolute favorite player of all time. Played in the 1990s, and that would be Steve Young. Steve Young, to me, was my favorite football player from the 1990s. He's my favorite quarterback ever. Uh, and, And I would say, if I had to give a name for my favorite player of all time, It'd be Steve Young. He throws left-handed. I'm left-handed. Uh, his way to the NFL was a little bit unusual compared to how usually quarterbacks who are hyped up early on, they go to the college, you go, right, they're the number one picks, the Peyton Mannings of the world. You see people like that, and you know. But Steve Young was a backup. He he played uh, for the Bucks. He was a first-round pick by the Bucks in the 84 supplemental draft. He then goes on to then get traded to the 49ers in a situation where they have the greatest quarterback ever until uh, until later years when Tom Brady came along and Joe Montana, but Young was the backup, which was a pretty cool thing. And then when he finally got his shot, he won the MVP in 1994, right? And mm-hmm. and he then goes on to win the, the Super Bowl. They were the story of the league at that time. And, and I, I think Steve Young is uh, my favorite player and my favorite player from the 90s. Uh, when I think of the 90s, I immediately, and I said it to you before we started, and you're like, don't tell me now, but it's Dion. It's primetime. It's Dion Sanders. It's, it's more so that he was so cool off the field, and, you know, he'd walk around, and he'd have the bandana around his head, you know, before the game, and he, like, and he was just so good on the field. But off the field, 
the swag, like before it was swag. Like the just the sunglasses, the chains. I was like, that guy is cool. Like I didn't know it was cool back in the night. Like you didn't know it was cool. You're a dumb little kid, and you're running around, and you're, you're like, you don't know what's cool and what's not cool. But I knew Dion was cool. Kid. I knew Dion Sanders was cool, and I just all I wanted to do was watch Dion Sanders and the commercials and everything like that. And so, it, it, I mean, obviously he was also great on the field, and now he's a coach as well. So, I mean. He, you know, back-to-back Super Bowl champions, two different teams, like that. Like, the dude was so cool and just epitomized the fashion of the 90s. The, like, the, just, like, the F.U. attitude of the 90s. Like, the, you know, like, he is 90s font. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, when if you had to write Deion Sanders' name, you would write it in that weird, like, lightning 90s font. So, when I, the first person I thought of when you said, let's do this today was Deion Sanders right off the top of my head. You know, Deion Sanders, he's on my list too. Uh, Absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, When he was playing with the Falcons, uh, it was also that cool uh, idea where he was one of those like three or four athletes with what? Brian Jordan and Bo Jackson who were playing both baseball and football at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so in the early days with the Falcons, he was doing that, which was cool. He then flips and he, you know, he's got a rivalry with the 49ers and then he flips and becomes a 49er in that 94 Super Bowl winning season and he was unbelievable. You're right. It it was as a kid playing defense in backyard football and then picking off the quarterback Mm -hmm. and being able to do the Dion like hop into the end zone was the coolest thing that, that a kid could think about doing in, in that time. And it, it was obviously, and then, you know, he goes from the 49ers who are rivals with the Falcons at the time because they were in the same division. Yep. That makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. Atlanta and yeah. San Francisco are clearly <laughs> so close in, together in the same division. But, <laughs> and then the divisions realign and he goes from the 49ers to the Cowboys who were a direct rival of the 49ers of the 90s because those were the two best teams always meeting in the championship game in the NFC at the time. So Dion was incredible. Uh, I would say the best secondary defender I've seen in my lifetime. I would say the only other name I would add to that category would be a player who played college football in the 90s. Uh, that would be Charles Woodson. Yeah. Uh, Woodson and Dion to me are one and two in my eyes as far as best secondary defensive players I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so so Dion, his ability to uh, not only pick off passes, but the, the ability to then turn it into a touchdown, that's what was so cool. He had nine career defensive interception touchdowns, return for touchdowns. That's awesome. Yeah. Then you mix in the fact that he was also a punt returner. Eight return touchdowns. And he, he was just so cool. And then, obviously, uh, when you add in the swag that you mentioned – Adam, I, I agree with you. I thought Dion was was so cool. I loved it when he was on the 49ers. I really enjoyed that team. And then also, I enjoyed rooting against him when he was playing for the Cowboys. And the Cowboys were then uh, trying to go against the 49ers. Uh, Dion Sanders, definitely on my list. Absolutely. So you mentioned the Cowboys, and I know you're next up, but since you're mentioning the Cowboys... I'll jump you real quick. Well, you're up. I, I oh, I am? Gave, I you disagree. Gave? I said oh, Dion's, you, Dion's on my Dion's list. On your list too? Okay, then I'm going to go Emmett Smith. Uh, as one of my top. Seriously? Why? He was so much fun to watch run. No, he was not. Yes, he was. No, no. if you want to say fun to watch, there's a different running back from the 90s that you could say, and it's not Emmett Smith running straight forward. Where are you going? With Barry? 
Oh, Barry Sanders was way better than I, Emmett Smith. I've got, who said Barry, my list is over? Well, I'm just telling you. Who said that's, my list that's, is over? That's why I gave a ugh. I'm just saying, America's team, America's running back, ugh. like that, like they were on TV all the damn time. All the, because you didn't get, you didn't get every single game. You got the Bears game and you got like the Cowboys game. That's what I remember watching was yeah. the Bears game and the Cowboys game. And so because of that, my cousin, who's a huge Cowboys fan because he grew up, he actually grew up in uh, Michigan. He should be a Barry Sanders fan, but he's not. He's a huge Cowboys fan because he was like, well, I didn't, you know, the Lions were fine, but the Cowboys were winning and he's in that young, impressionable age where you just root for what's on TV and what's winning. And so he was rooting for uh, Emmett Smith and the Cowboys. And so to me, Emmett Smith was... I know he's not he's the second best running back from it, but I'm we're going with personal favorite players from the nineties. So I'm going with uh Emmett Smith. I mean he won MVP, they won those all those Super Bowls uh in the nineties. Like they were America's team. And I'm not gonna put I don't I'm not gonna put Aikman on there. I'm gonna put Emmett Smith on there. Ew. Yeah, exactly. So Aikman. I'm no, I don't I didn't like him. What are you doing? So I liked Emmett Smith. Deal with it. We should re-rack this pod. I, I think you need to go go think about what No, no, just, no. I like Emmett Smith was I like one Emmett of your Smith. favorite players from the 90s. Emmett Smith, yeah. It's my list. Just running straight forward it's with a list, great man. offensive line that, my list, that blocks man. for him. Yeah, dude. It's Barry, my list. Barry had to work for it. Okay, cool. Good for him. Wow. You're giving me <laughs> Emmett Smith. Yeah, I liked Emmett Smith. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a name here on, on the list. Uh, also a running back. I don't think this player will be on your list. I think it's a bit off the board, and he was one of my absolute favorite players in the 1990s. Do you remember uh, Natron Means? Who? Natron Means. The name sounds familiar. You don't remember playing for the Chargers and then also with Jacksonville? He had he had the like Natron huge shoulder means. pads, number 20, and he would just roll people over. He was like Thunder of the Thunder and Lightning combo. He just rolled people. He was awesome. He also had the visor on the on the helmet, so you couldn't see his eyes. And, and the, oh yeah, I you remember, remember him. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was so yes. good. He played. He played for the Chargers uh, yeah. from '93 uh, yeah. until '95. '96, he joins Jacksonville, and then he had a second stint mm-hmm. with with the Chargers. But he was a player. He's not a Hall of Fame player. He he's not someone that uh, like you ever see on different lists, but. In his time with uh, San Diego, the first time he had 34 touchdowns in the five years. You know, he averaged about four yards per carry, uh, and he was just a beast. He was he was awesome. I really enjoyed watching Natron Means. He he was a really fun 90s football player. And look at the shoulder pads. Do a quick Google search and look I'm out how big right the shoulder pads were. He was awesome. He was also on the cover of Sports Illustrated uh, when uh, let's see that had to have been 93 or 94. When they were really good, let me see the date. Yeah. October 17th, 1994, he was mm-hmm. on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated, and it said, Charge! <laughs> surprise, surprise, San Diego is the NFL's only undefeated team. And those awesome powder blue unis, the throwback year, the 75th uh, anniversary year. Mm-hmm. Natron Means, he was awesome. Oh, All man, right. look, at, look at that one trading card. The, the shoulder pads take up 90% of the card. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, I do. I'm looking at it. I'm looking okay. At I it. I also uh, I'll I'll give my theory on on something uh, when we get to my last player on the list from North I, Carolina. I'm wondering why you're not more of a Trubisky fan. Note note the uh, Natron means location on where he played. 
I, I got something, something for oh, you on from, that. Okay. From uh, the Chargers. All right, your next uh, next player. My next. So this is my uh, my this is my fourth one. No, my third one. Yeah, because I went Dion and Emmett. Uh, my fourth one. Let's see. Do I want to piss people off right now? Yeah, I'll do it. It's fine. It's fine. It's Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre. Yeah. Brett Favre was one of my favorite dude. Brett Favre. There's the just the 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 screw you. I'm throwing this because I can. Like the image of him running around the field with his helmet with helmet off after he won. Like I know it's you're supposed to hate the Packers. I get it. I get it. But to me, that's like hating LeBron. Like he was the best of that era, as far as what like being able to watch. And like and you saw it all the time. I loved watching Brett Favre. I didn't like the Packers. I didn't like them when they played the Bears. But I couldn't. You could not watch Brett Favre. And like he was, he for all accounts he was super likable until he started you know sending pictures to people. But for all accounts before then he was super likable guy. He's just he's just like a redneck dude who's playing football. Like he's just throwing the ball around and he's just throwing it when he's not supposed to. Like he was he's basically Cutler before there was Cutler. Like I'm not comparing the two and saying like oh Cutler is as good as Brett Favre, but it was just screw you. I'm going to throw it into whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I have the, I believe in myself so much that I'm just going to throw it. Like, I don't need to go through the accolades. Like, we all know he wanted three MVPs and all that and the Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff. And, like, that's fine. But, like, just as far as, like, a fun player to watch, Brett Favre was fun to watch. He played the game with enthusiasm. He played it with, like, he didn't care and he was just out there having fun, playing football. And that was fun to watch. I don't uh I don't disagree with you. He's not on my list, but I don't think that there's necessarily what like what's the hate because you were, you grew up a Bears fan. Cuz you people are supposed to okay. hate cuz well, screw Brett Favre, screw Aaron Rodgers well, and anyone who says that clearly didn't grow up a Bears fan in the 90s. Exactly. Listen, the Bo- the Bears were not competitive. You know, just think back to that Halloween night of Dallas in 1994 Ugh. where uh Brett Favre was just hurling the football down the field in a driving rain and and doing whatever he wanted against that Bears defense. The Bears weren't good. And I don't I don't think you like a player like that you grow to hate because in close competition you lose games. But like Brett Favre and the Packers were so much better than the Bears at the time. It, I don't I don't have hate in my blood when it comes to Favre and the Packers at that time. No. Now I, can't. I do dislike strongly the Minnesota Vikings from like the late 90s through the 2000s because the Vikings and the Bears were at like the same level. Yeah. And I couldn't stand Dante Culpepper and the rolling. You know, he would do the rolling after every every touchdown going down the field and and Randy Moss and that stupid horn and and the guy, <laughs> the bald guy with the the Viking. <laughs> the whole thing like I just couldn't stand that. Yeah. Uh, but it, the the Packers were so much better than the Bears that it didn't even it wasn't even on the radar. That's for why me. I enjoyed watching him. I'm gonna give you uh, my fourth player would be Jerry Jerry Rice, best uh, wide receiver of all time. I like that he like what I was pictured that I enjoyed was like he would catch a pass short and his ability to then take it and turn it into like an 80 yard touchdown. It's something that like people talk about with Odell Beckham Jr. that he's someone who could break like a slant route and go seventy yards. Jerry Rice was the original guy who could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best wide receiver that ever played the game, hands down. He, he was fun to watch, uh, and I love the connection between Montana and Rice, but then also 
uh, Steve Young and Jared Rice, and and I would I would put Jared Rice on that list. I always wanted to be a wide receiver when I was a kid, and he was the best. All right, I have to. Um, I think I don't know if this player counts because I guess a majority of his career was technically in the two thousands, but his best years were in the late nineties. Hold on, let me see if I can. I'll give guess. I'll give you an I'll give him an honorable guess. mention, and I'll let pick me, another. Hold on, person. let me guess. I'll uh, pick a different person, but he get, he's going to get an honorable mention. Most of his time was played in the two thousands, even though he started in the in the defensive 90s. player. Ray Lewis. No. I don't know then. Warren Sapp. All right. Warren Sapp, Sapp was good. One defensive player of the year in 1999, but a majority of his years were in the 2000s. So instead, instead, I'm going to go with Derek Thomas. Oh, Derek Thomas was awesome. Yeah, Derek, I'll go with Derek Thomas. Honorable mention, Warren Sapp. Derek Thomas was the dude. Like, that dude just destroy people. He didn't play for very long. I mean, he, I guess he had a 10-year career, but yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, he guess he's he won defensive rookie of the year in 89 and then was just defensive player of the year, second second overall defensive player of the year. Uh and then he never won it again after that. Uh but that dude for the Chiefs just destroyed people. Absolutely destroyed people. And like I would watch because we didn't get a lot of Kansas City games, but you got them whenever they played the 49ers. Yeah. So I would mm-hmm. watch him when he played the 49ers, and then I would wait to watch highlights to see, like, on, you know, SportsCenter and stuff afterwards to try to, to try to see highlights of him because that dude was just destroying people. So I'm going to give uh, one of them. Honorable mention Warren Sapp, but I'll go with Derek Thomas. All right, my my final uh, name that I have down on my list, uh, best ninety or players that we uh, enjoyed watching in the nineties, Junior Seau. Mm-hmm. He was my absolute favorite linebacker defensive player. I love that he had uh, the ability to knock guys out, but also he could get after the quarterback. He could pass defend. Uh, he he was just incredible, and I really enjoyed him. And obviously, he went to. USC as well, so I I enjoyed seeing a USC guy who's then playing for the Chargers, playing well uh, throughout his career. Uh, Pro Bowl uh, 12 times for Junior Seau. He was a six-time All-Pro. And, like, here's what I I told you that I had a thought on on the list based on Natron Means. And here's the thing. Like, football viewing now is so much different than what it was in the 90s. Mm And you've kind of touched on it as well, is that in the 90s, you basically got the Monday night game every week. The Sunday night game was on cable television. So, like, for for those who are um, below us millennials listening to this and and you see 90s nostalgia and you're like, oh, what was that decade like? It's kind of the way we feel at times when it comes to the 80s, right? Like, we were born in the 80s, so we lived through a little bit of it, but you yeah. don't really have formulated ideas and thoughts and things that you experienced. It's you were a baby at that time. So if you're a young person, you're Gen Z, and you're listening, and you're talking about the 90s, when you'd watch football throughout the week, you'd have Sunday, you'd have a noon game, and usually the Bears were playing in that noon game on the NFC coverage channel. So you get one game, it was the Bears game. Yeah. The other channel, if they had a noon game, would be like the coverage would be blocked out because the Bears would be the focal point game with the the television rights package, right? Mm -hmm. 
So if if the other channel, it may have a game. If not, it could be blocked out. And then in the afternoon, if the second game wasn't, like, it, it was weird. You basically got three games to watch on a Sunday. And then at night, you had the ESPN Sunday night football game, which that was national. Yeah. And then the Monday night game, which was on ABC back in the day. It was a big deal. And that was a huge deal. Yeah. And that was on primetime television. So you had, like, many weekends when we were kids, there were only five total football games on TV throughout a weekend. And what would happen is the late games were always – either a San Francisco 49er game or the San Diego Chargers would be playing in those games. So you'd watch the Bears, and then later in the day, that second game was usually a West Coast game. Mm -hmm. Chargers, 49ers, 49ers, L.A. Raiders when they were in L.A. originally early 90s, a little rant. Like Those were the teams that were on in the afternoon after you already watched your Midwest crap slop fest with the (laughs) Bears, right? Like, So, like, I feel as if kids of our generation naturally watched a lot of Chargers games, a lot of 49ers games, and that's just kind of how it was built out. You also mentioned the Cowboys. The Cowboys were featured so much on national television at the time because they are America's team, yeah. and they were winning championships. They won three championships in the, in the 90s, right? Yeah. Or they won four. They won the. They had three in a row, and then they won. No, no, no. They won three. They went back-to-back. It was the Bills that went to four straight championships and lost mm-hmm. Super Bowls. But with that said, it was like Dallas was on TV all the time. The Chargers, the 49ers are on TV. And then you got to see the Bears, Packers, Lions, and Vikings because they were in your division. Sometimes the Buccaneers because at the time Tampa Bay was in this division as well. And that was it. Like that that was all the coverage. Like every weekend you have the opportunity now in 2022 to watch every single football game that takes place throughout a weekend. There's a channel that's just highlights. Like it's just – it's just – Touchdowns. Well, and that's also why, to a generation that's younger, Chris Berman and Tom Jackson on ESPN at night was such a staple because they showed you the highlights to every single game, and you had to watch them to see the highlights of the games that you couldn't actually see. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I have two 49ers on my list. I have two Chargers on my list because I remember watching those games, and if you were able to catch the early season – like September into October games for for home uh, games for, what was it? It was um, Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego and then uh, uh, Candlestick in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. What was special about those uh, places that they played? Early, the first two months of the football season, they had baseball diamonds on the football field. Why are they playing on dirt? Oh, baseball season. Yeah, and so like it, it was all... Because that looked so different than what you saw at Soldier Field on on a noon kick, right? Like, it was different. Uh, and so those that's why I have those uh, four players on my list. Well, I've got Dion was the most marketable of any player in the 90s, the most marketed of any player in the 90s. Favre was the one that, if you a Bears fan, you saw the most as an opposing player just because if the Bears weren't on or they were in a, a later window, you got the Packers game or you got the Lions game. 
um, Emmett because the Cowboys were on TV all the damn time. And my final one, Chris, I haven't mentioned my final pick. My finally, my final pick, star, star of stage and screen, Dan Marino because <laughs> of Ace Ventura. Only because of Ace Ventura. Dan Marino. That's it? That's it. Not that he was one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to yeah, not you, win a World Se- keep, uh, Super Bowl? You can keep that. All right. Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. Yeah. I like <laughs> Ace Ventura. I don't, I don't usually go back to it, and I certainly didn't think it was one of my favorites as a kid, but oh, I, I, I appreciate it. it. I thought it was. I, I, w- I loved it. Yeah, you're, you're like a it. fart kid, I bet. Oh, I was definitely yeah, a fart yeah, kid. Yeah, you're a little fart kid. You're, yeah, you love running kid. around doing farts and stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you were a little Bart Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Hell damn fart. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you all right over there? Did I break you? Yeah, you're a little Bart Simpson <laughs> running around. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Eat my shorts. <laughs> Would that be great if somehow we were able to convince Cap that take that is out and eat my shorts is in, and then we get him to start saying eat my shorts. Did and, you hear him? And, and, and hold on, like... But yet we get it, we convince him to do that. Yet he doesn't know it's a reference to, to, to the Simpsons. To the Simpsons. Oh my god! Wouldn't that be amazing? He gave me a take that to end his show today. You? Yes. Why? He was going off about how, of course, Cap is anti uh, Joey Chestnut. Of course. Oh, I I, I vaguely uh, heard him. Yeah, I heard that. So heard at the it. very end, I t- I tweeted him. Inception. Uh, tweeted him and said. To him, hey, because he was like, oh, what, is, what, what does that guy do? Just eat hot dogs? Well, you and I interviewed him. Yeah. And he's got 50-some-odd world records. Sure. So I tweeted him. I go, hey, because he was comparing him, of course, to Secretariat, a horse. Like, listen. That's this, disrespectful. This guy's got over 50 world championship eating records. That's much better than a horse. And he read it to end his show. He goes, whatever, Abdallah, take that. What does the horse eat? Hey. Hey. And not that fast. Not that fast. I, you can't compare something that eats hay and oats to, to, Eat my a, shorts, Cap. to a world-class champion. Don't have a cow, man. Eat my shorts. Could you imagine if somehow we, we were able to pull off where he thought <laughs> saying eat my shorts was original? How Can great I, that would should be. Should I start hashtagging all of my tweets, eat my shorts? Anytime we refer, I think anyone that listens to this podcast, if you call into Cap at J Hood, please tell Cap to eat your shorts. And whenever you tweet Cap and J Hood in the morning, tweet them with the hashtag eat my shorts. Hey, it's Mo from Black and Abdallah. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. That would make my day. Oh, man. We're going to become damn wiener kids. Let's do that. That's great. All right, well, those are our uh, top five players from the 90s. That was enjoyable. Uh, download the Black and Abdallah podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, we have a show tonight, short show. Uh, White Sox baseball starts at 6.30 here tonight. Uh, it's a Tuesday. And then uh, we'll be back here on the Bear Down podcast on Thursday for another conversation about the Chicago Bears and the National Football League. Uh, for Adam Abdallah, I'm Chris Black. Uh, please eat our shorts and have a great day. Eat my shorts. <laughs>